All right. I actually accidentally created a, a one second sound file you'll find in the Dropbox because I accidentally hit How record exciting. earlier. <laughs> yeah. This is good. Okay. I've turned off my notifications. Uh, but I'm gonna leave. Uh, I'm gonna leave my network. I'm gonna leave Dropbox on. You know why? Because I've got lots of bandwidth now. Have you? you well, you've got your new network. I do. Uh, I do. I. All right. So, here's the thing. I was having issues with my existing Wi-Fi network. It started out as there's a bug that Eero has been dealing with where. When you move from one, if, if you're, you know, you've got your phone in your pocket, you're walking around your house, and I had the pack of three, so there was one in the basement, one on the first floor, one on the th- second floor, and as you move around the house, it hands off to different base stations, and you, you're supposed to just be able to seamlessly move from one to the next. Well, that stopped working, so, and, and you never, you just don't know, it just, you know, it just disconnects from Wi-Fi, and then you're on LTE, which is fine, except that since I recently dropped cable, Comcast has cut down the amount of data I can use each month. So I don't really want to spend all day on LTE in my house if I don't have to. So that was a problem and it was irritating me. And it was it's it's something, it's a problem that seems to be to happen to certain devices, not a particular kind of device, just individual random devices and not others. So it was affecting my phone, but it wasn't affecting everybody in my house. So that was problem number one. Problem number two, all of a sudden my internet got really slow. It was like 30 megabytes, megabits per second down, which that's just not good if I'm doing things like talking to you on Skype and trying to record. So I decided it was time, and, and I figured too that Comcast had somehow broken my internet because I don't trust Com- <laughs> I don't trust Comcast, and I'm very happy that I dropped cable and that I'm just using Hulu and Netflix now, but... It's exactly what I feared it would be, which was is a fair amount of hassle. I mean, I, ha- I think I've had four or five calls with their support line. I had to go to a store to drop off my old TV boxes, you know, all kinds of things, T- wasting time that I just don't really have to waste. So I called up Comcast, and they came out. And, of course, they give you the, well, if it's not our fault, if it's yours, we're going to charge you. Fine. <laughs> so these guys come out on a Friday evening after I get home from work. I'm tired. And they come and they look at my my, uh, my network equipment, and they just proceed to badmouth my, my network equipment. It's like, well, that's not why I called you. <laughs> I called you. <laughs> I called you to fix the problem. Well, there was a problem with the hardware, right? There was my cable modem is old. I've had it for a long time. And I bought it myself because... At least here in the U.S., when you get internet service from the likes of Comcast, if uh, left to their own devices, they will give you a crappy cable modem and they will charge you ten dollars a month for the rest of your life for the right to use that. When you can go out, and, well, that's a bargain. Yeah, yeah, and you you can go out and buy one for like fifty or sixty dollars with you know not even on not even on sale. So, all right, I had an old Speedstream Motorola modem that was. It was a bottleneck. It was slowing down the network because it's just older. So also they told me the switch that I have. I have our house is wired. We have Ethernet cable going through the walls. Uh, we did it long ago enough that unfortunately it's only 100 megabit uh, Ethernet, cat mm-hmm. 5E, not 6. So the switch that I had was also a bottleneck to, to a degree because you know, the wires in the walls can only handle so much anyway. So I went out that night and I got a new cable modem. And I also got a new switch. And the switch was the really expensive part. I was a little surprised. But in any event, I got 
a Netgear, I think it's called a CM500 cable modem, which is whatever the latest flavor of Doxis is, which is the high-speed cable network internet technology that Comcast uses. Right. So I did that. And the whole this first of all, this whole setup took a while. I'm not I'm not really that swift when it comes to network stuff, but in any event, <laughs> I eventually got it working. And the really good news is that because my little office setup where I'm recording right now is in the basement, not too far from where the cable comes into the house, I have strung a very long Cat Six cable from that box all the way into where I'm recording right now. And with that, I can get 350 megabits per second down now, uh, wow. which is pretty solid. That and then 30 up. So, but that's just about the only place in the house where that's even possible. Uh, yeah, you know, because the rest of the wires are 100 megabits, so it's they're they're limited that way. So that was step one. Uh, but the Eros, I couldn't get them connected back to the network. I was having trouble. I think if I kept trying, I would have gotten it there. Uh, but I was mm-hmm. having I was having trouble with it, and I. <laughs> And I just decided, you know what, I'm going to go and get myself the, it was an excuse to spend money, Rob, is really what it was. I mean, yeah, of course. Everybody, (laughs) it doesn't really take much. And I think if people have listened to the show for a while, they know that you and I are always looking for an excuse (laughs) to spend money on some sort of hardware or software. Oh, absolutely. Right, or software or whatever. So I went out and got a uh, Net, mm -hmm, what is it called? Netgear Orbis. All right, so it's their mesh network solution that's kind of along. There's a whole bunch of companies that have these now that are you know somewhat like the Eero, and they uh, they're much bigger than an Eero. They're more like a a flower vase size, uh, you know, maybe a foot tall or so and six inches wide, kind of curvy looking, a little strange, but they. You know, they've got a little bit of that Google Home look to them where they look like maybe, is that a vase or is that like an air freshener? What is that thing? Uh, but, but right. you know, they're inoffensive looking despite being kind of big. And the nice thing about it is you really you don't need as many because they've got big antennas inside. So there's one in the basement and one on the first floor that uh, is sitting on a counter near the telephone. And it covers the whole house and it does a really good job so far. And even there... You know, it's like any Wi-Fi. It's not as solid as having a wire, but there are parts of my house where I can sit and get over even faster than I could over those old 100 megabit Cat 5e wires. So I can get over 100 megabit per second uh, internet here and there on Wi-Fi, depending where, you know, if I'm situated relatively close to that router. So it's pretty nice. Nice. I'm just I'm just looking on the website for these because I wanted to kind of know what they looked like. Um and yeah, you're right. It just kind of is it, you know, is it just a little ornament? Has it got a little light on it? Like it's fine. Yeah. Um what is the Amazon Alexa integration? Like what what exactly is it you can do oh. with these with the with the Alexa? You know, I had no idea what it is. I didn't know it had that. <laughs> I just got yeah, it working. Like a, yeah, on their website they're like, "Oh, there's Am- the, you know, there's Echo integration, but I can't really work out what the point would be the integration is probably that you can hook up an echo to it and uh and it works <laughs> i don't know oh, okay I... there's their one suggestion is turn on the guest network oh so if you okay. have a guest wi-fi network so i i guess i can see that's fairly useful oh i see yeah it has that kind of feature to it um mm. 
and uh, you know that's the kind of feature where I, I suppose that's fine but I just want it to work and not have to be rebooted a lot so far mm. so good I think my network situation is a little messy in my house you know it was one of those things where 15 years ago we added on to our house and I had to try to anticipate where the technology was going and where we'd want all these jacks and everything in the walls and I did an okay job but uh, if I had to do it all over again, I would have gone with Cat 6 wire, which was very new and pretty expensive at the time to run it throughout a house. Uh, and, and, oh, yeah. you know, and I would have put the uh, some of the wall, you know, jacks are in weird places because I thought we'd put furniture here, but we didn't. And <laughs> yeah, but it, it works pretty well overall. And I'm pretty happy. I'm, I've been happy with it so far. It's just that. You know, when when there is a glitch, the problem is, you know, you have to kind of take down the whole network and then bring it back up in, in, in certain steps. You know, it's like, reboot the cable modem. Takes forever. Yeah. And then you have to re- reboot the uh, wireless. Takes forever. Make sure the two devices are connected to each other. Okay. Then you have to go and turn on the switch. Let that boot up. You know, it just takes a long time to kind of bring that whole thing up if it goes down. Uh, and it's never at a convenient time. There's always somebody who's wanting to watch something on television, and they can't. Especially now that that is my television is over the internet, so uh, I kind of need it to stay up if if anybody wants to be entertained. Yeah, we we got pretty lucky. I mean, we're using the the free router slash modem that we got uh, from Virgin Media uh, for our internet. But uh-huh. for the most part, I mean, I'm on, I'm on Wi-Fi now, recording this and. You know, it's fine. I haven't actually done a speed test, but it works for this, and that's mostly what I use it for. So, you know, it's not a huge issue, and it even works up in the attic as well. I can still get internet out there and stuff like that. So, you know, we're, we're pretty lucky. But you know, our house is relatively small. Like, it, it, you know, it's not a tiny house, but it's not, um, you know, it's not a huge house where we'd maybe need to get some of these Netgear Orbeez. Although they do look really nice, and now I'm looking at prices. Yeah, yeah, they uh, they're nice. They're they're like any of these mesh network devices. They're kind of expensive, but uh, they they you know I so far mine's been working really well. Our house tends to have be a little hard to cover just because there's a chimney that runs up the middle and it's brick, and the outside of the house is brick, and it and it's an older house, so some of the building materials in the core of the house are really dense, so it can be hard to get the signal everywhere. But uh, these have been doing a pretty good job. Yeah, I'm just looking on Amazon, actually. These aren't too expensive in the UK. So I can get the the router and then the satellite bit yep. of it, I guess, which is two different bits, uh, for about £220, which is not too bad. That's more. Um, that's less than I paid, for sure. <laughs> I got them as a but, set. So, you can buy them as a set. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, it's not too, as I say, ours is fine for now. Um, although our speed keeps getting upgraded and it means like we're not actually getting those speeds out of the Wi-Fi, but you know, for now it's fine. Yeah. I, yeah, you can never, it's like most things, your computer can never be too fast and your internet can never be too fast as far as I'm concerned. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, if I could get fiber Um, into my house, I would. Yeah. But But, yeah, these look nice. I'll stick them on a wish list and maybe keep an eye out on, you know, Prime Day and Black Friday and all of the other days that amazon have now to yeah to drop their prices and stuff tempt you to buy stuff yeah i actually yeah, went out um, i went out and bought mine at a store like a real person which was you know i needed i wanted it now oh. i wanted it now i spent, yeah, like talk to people i did i did 
Anyhow, so hey, did you see? Did you? Did you? Let me think about what time this whole leak thing happened with uh, the iPhone X. I think it's going. Well, I, I, it, for for us or for me, it was about four o'clock in the morning. Okay. Uh, or it maybe happened an hour before that, but I woke up at four o'clock in the morning, um, just because I couldn't sleep, and I kind of checked Twitter and saw all these leaks coming out from nine to five Mac. Oh wow! Yeah, I I woke up to it. I would. I was up, I think, but I had been playing uh, Breath of the Wild, taking a little break from getting ready for the September twelfth event. And I just went to bed without checking Twitter, so I think I just missed it, and so I woke up to all that, and I was, it was kind of uh, kind of floored me that that actually got out. Yeah, I think you know we're not really going to go into the specifics, um, although one thing that did jump out at me, kind of related to what we were just talking about, um, the the four K streaming, which I think you know is mostly being confirmed at this point for this new Apple TV we're going to get. Um, requires a minimum of 15 megabits per second is that right it's 15 down basically okay um which kind of sounds okay except i know for a fact that a lot of people certainly in the uk don't have more than about five or ten that's very true in the united states too i mean we have some of the slow for you know we have a pretty slow internet for compared to a lot of countries yeah it's um I, I did. I thought that was interesting that you know they're they're going to be so oh, you can get 4K and you know maybe people have 4K TVs and stuff like that. But you know I know like the internet at my parents' house, um, you know they maybe get three or four down if they're lucky. Um, yeah. You know, so it's not this 4K streaming is not going to be open to everybody at all. What's amazing is there are actually a significant number of people in the U.S. still using AOL with dial-up. Yeah, I I kind of I I always hear about this. I remember hearing it about ten years ago when I was in. So I think I was in New York and I saw it on an advert, you know, come and get dial up. Like they're still advertising dial up then. Yeah. Um, you know, and then every now and again, I see these stories about how many people are still using dial up in the US. Um, it kind of makes sense given the size and, you know, the, the, the varying kind of sizes of cities and towns right. and, and stuff like that. But um, yeah, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. If you're way out in the middle of nowhere, a lot of people use satellite. Like I think direct TV actually has provide which is you know a satellite tv provider has some sort of internet hookup that they can do it's really terrible though because you know those those services were designed to broadcast tv so they can they can send a fair amount of data down but they can hardly send any data up yeah because you got to send it to outer you got to send it to outer space after all (laughs) (laughs) is that all we're complaining because we can't send our data quick enough to space yeah (laughs) maybe maybe (laughs) <laughs> it should be a lot faster yeah, so, so so these leaks i mean well i i guess it's one single leak it, it was you know it was the leak of the ios 11 gold master gm sounds for gold master is that right yeah it does yeah i think so yep. i think so yep yep um, <laughs> yeah so th- so that was leaked um i don't you know there hasn't really been any confirmation from where that's come from i mean I, you know you've got to kind of assume it's got to be an internal thing yeah uh, so i can't imagine why anyone else would have you know the GM build of iOS 11, especially well, before the event. There was um, some there was some speculation that it was a carrier leak of some sort because presumably carriers may get that sort of thing in advance. However, at least Daring Fireball I know was saying that it was an they you know John Gruber said he thought it was he had been hearing that it was an internal thing. Yeah, I mean, which kind of makes sense and would line up with what we heard about the the uh, you know the the HomePod. Um, you know, although that was on the servers, I think you know you wouldn't have been able to know the the url or whatever without somebody telling you so 
Right. You know I mean, you know, <laughs> there's clearly been a lot of problems this year with with leaks coming out of Apple. Um, you know, certainly related to you know September's you know group of products that are coming out. Right. That uh, those links, I guess, wound up on a uh, on Reddit on Friday night. So that's I I don't know. Who knows? Maybe they were also leaked directly to nine to five and whoever else. I don't know who else might have gotten it. But uh, they definitely sh- showed up on Reddit at some point. I don't. I don't know. I had heard from somebody that the links weren't working anymore. I haven't tried them myself though. Yeah, I had heard that. I think maybe Apple like aren't signing them anymore. If you try and install it somewhere, right? Yeah. Um, you know that specific build. So, I mean, as we said, I don't want to go too much into the specifics, although the one that really bugs me, you know, the little the back button for Deep Links. Um, yeah it seems like that's still gonna be at the top of the screen but on the on the obviously the new kind of notched iphone it's just kind of dumped below the status bar yeah (laughs) so i have a theory about that i have a theory about that Mm -hmm. my theory is the reason it's below like that is because you'll they need to have a large enough touch target for you to be able to scroll to the top by hitting the status bar yeah, and that that is only going to be on the left side. This is my theory. I have no idea uh, that you'll be able to still do that, which is something that I I was wondering when we got this notch style status bar whether you'd still be able to do that. And I really hope that you can. I don't I haven't seen anything that says you one way or the other. But uh, in order, if if that's in fact the case, if you can do it, I think you need to have that little that little back button far enough below that touch target so people aren't hitting it mm. inadvertently that so that that's my theory i agree with that it, it looks bad and it I, I don't think it looks any worse than it did before but oh no but uh it's kind of it's a very inelegant solution to a feature that the phone should have uh and, and it's too bad that they didn't rethink how to actually implement it yeah my hope and you know this is <laughs> this is a pretty long shot but my hope is that for some you know for whatever reason we're not seeing like the proper build for what's going to show up on this new notched iphone because from what everything i've seen that back button really should just be at the bottom of the screen next to the little home bar thing that we're going to get yeah that, um, that would... like that seems to make the most sense of where it would go yeah i, I can see that yeah i guess maybe the problem there is that if you're trying to use if you're using very rough gestures to unlock your phone and open up your phone you don't want to have to necessarily hit the center of the phone you know what i mean mm. and that that could be an issue well, i guess it although maybe it's not an issue if your phone's locked right i mean why would you have a back button that would be active if your phone was locked mm. so maybe you're yeah, maybe you're right i mean i could see doing something like that that's that that makes some sense as to where it would be it's about the same height as you know the pictures we've seen of this little bar that's at the bottom it's like a little grab handle basically that's supposed to yeah. I think I think with a swipe up is supposed to open it sounds like it's going to work a little bit like the iPad where you know you go partway to get the to unlock and maybe further to get the control center I I'm I'm very curious as to how exactly control center is going to work because they completely you know Apple completely redesigned control center I don't think they're getting rid of it but they're also, you know, the reports have been that the gesture to unlock your phone is basically going to be the gesture you used before to to get to the control center. 
yeah, who knows? I, I mean, it's probably not worth going too too in depth because you know, in within two days, we're either going to sound really smart or really stupid uh, because you know the answers are going to be out and, and we'll kind of know. Yeah, and uh, you know which is the most likely way we're going to sound. Well, yeah, historically speaking, <laughs> at least uh, at least personally, <laughs> I mean, I'm I think I'm on record with with uh, telling Federico that I thought uh, face detection was never going to happen or something like that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, 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 yeah, we, I think we, we've, both, we've both said some, some crazy things like that in the past, but, yeah. um, I think, you know, there was a lot of people kind of maybe annoyed by the leaks, like as if like the event has been spoiled, and you know, I don't really buy that. Like, it's only really Apple employees have an obligation to not leak this stuff. I don't, I don't feel like it's, you know, I don't feel like any of us have any obligation to, you know, not spoil this stuff. Like, if you. I know it's kind of been all over the internet, but if you're going to read nine to five Mac or Mac rumors, like you're going to see this stuff. Right. Yeah. I agree um, completely. I mean, these, these link it's these links, links got out of Apple and they were on the internet, which is very public. And for, to assume that people sites that cover that kind of stuff, aren't going to report on it or shouldn't report on it, I think is, I don't know, maybe it's naive, but it's, it's just kind of silly. I, I don't have any issue with it myself. I'm a little disappointed that I know all this stuff, but and part of me is also pretty happy because I've got a bunch of articles to write on September 12th, and now I can write some of them in advance. Absolutely. I mean, you, know, you at least you at least have got some context for what's going to happen. Um, <laughs> yeah, it makes my job it, a little easier. But in terms of, you know, spoiling the event, I mean, the fact that we're sat here still with loads of questions, like, you know... You know about you know the back button placement. Like, is it definitely going to be there? We've got the LTE Apple Watch was was you know leaked from this this firmware as well. Like, I, I'm certainly convinced that that's going to be US only for a while because I just don't think the UK carriers will be on board with it straight away. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, th- there's still so many unanswered questions. Like we you know stuff like pricing. We don't know you know when when these phones are going to be available. Like if if certainly if this new fancy notch phone is going to be available straight away or if it's going to be limited and prices and how the software is really going to work like i think with you know there's still enough questions that the event is still going to be interesting to watch even though we know all of this other stuff yeah there's a lot of implementation details that will be interesting especially when you're talking about implementation of the software on this specific new hardware and you know i guess remember too that we don't know that much about the hardware we know generally what the form factor is but we don't know the details about for instance the camera Obviously, it's designed in some way to work with face detection, but how that is actually implemented, I don't think we really know at this point. No, definitely not. So, you know, I think it's still it's still going to be a good event. Um, obviously, if you're listening to this after Tuesday, then you you know whether it was a good event or not. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, but I, anything else on the leaks? No, I, think, I don't yeah. think so. I think you're right. I mean, it's gonna it's gonna be here soon enough. So let's uh, see see what comes on Tuesday and. Uh, I guess move on because I, I know that you were playing a new game recently. Uh, yeah, so I think I mentioned last episode that um, Uncharted Lost Legacy had either come out at that point or was coming out. Um, and this is, this started as a DLC for Uncharted 4, and then as Naughty Dog were working on it, they ended up realizing it was maybe a slightly bigger game. Um, so they released it as a standalone game. Um, and yeah, I got it on release day and kind of played. Pretty much played it every evening for a few days, um, you know, and I think I hit maybe eight or ten hours. 
to complete the game. Okay, so does it tie in with the original software at all? I mean, so it's not like traditional DLC where you actually are like opening Uncharted 4 and then going into some mode, right? Uh, no, it is, it's entirely a standalone game. Um, for the most part, I feel like you could enjoy it even without having played the other games. Um, you know, there are references back to, um, you know, the other characters and other things that have happened. But for the most part, like, it is entirely standalone. Um, and it's using uh, the, the, you know, you play as uh, Chloe Fraser, who was a character in Uncharted 2. Um, and then you uh, you play along with Nadine, who was a character in Uncharted Four. Oh, all right. So, w- what's kind of the without any spoilers? What's kind of the the setting and the and what do you you know? What's the storyline all about? Yeah. So you're looking for, like most Uncharted games. You're you're looking for a specific um, you know artifact. In this case, it's the tusk of Ganesh. Um, which I believe is, uh, I don't know how 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 much basis in real life that there is. Like if this is supposed to be an artifact that exists. Um, so yeah, you you end up in India. Um, you know this kind of huge open plain. There's a you know there's a section where you're driving around a lot, and there's you know lakes and and trees and mountains and stuff like that. And then you know you end up in in kind of um, the cities and stuff like that. So yeah, the in terms of the placement, like it's kind of a lot like the other uncharted games you kind of jump around a lot of different places um but obviously with it being a little bit shorter you it it a lot of it is in this kind of big open space um where you're kind of just driving around looking for certain different things all right oh boy did you just hear that loud beep i did not oh it's just in my head sorry <laughs> i'm hearing things again um oh that sounds like a cool game i definitely want to check that out sometime i'm going to i've got that on my list I want to play Mario and Rabbids on the Switch. Yeah, me too. Uh, I, I heard, I think, Mike and Federico talking about it on Remaster this week, and it sounds like they both have, haven't played it a lot, but they both have enjoyed it so far, and I'd, I think that's a game that I'd like. It's it's kind of an interesting take on Mario. Um, I'm not sure about the Sonic game if I'm going to go for that Sonic Mania. Have you tried that yet? Yeah, I played some of it. Um, and, and again, going back to the, the Remaster episode this week... Um, I think I mostly agree with with Federico that I just it it doesn't excite me that much. Like I enjoy the game for what it is, but the um, he he kind of mentioned like you know you because of the kind of game it is, you kind of have to run fast and and just kind of go through. Um, but you don't necessarily get a chance to kind of stop and enjoy the level design. Mm-hmm. Um, com- compared to something like Mario, where you know you kind of do get to enjoy what's going on there. Yeah, yeah, no, I can see that, and that that comment that he had—that's what really made me second, uh, made me think again about whether I was going to actually play it because I can see myself having a similar reaction to it. So I don't know. We'll see. I don't have time to do it right now, anyway. So maybe, maybe next month, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> so you know what? I I just I I will admit that I took a quick quick peek at Twitter while you were talking. And I see that Jeremy Burge is taking over our role in talking about bad fast food. Oh. He is in Italy, in Sicily, mm-hmm. in Sicily. And what do you think they put on their pizza that they call the Americana? Oh, please tell me it's pepperoni and pineapple. No, no, it's far worse. It's French fries. Oh, what? No. <laughs> oh. French fries. That's what, that's what I said. French fries on pizza. 
Oh, that's awful. You know, one slice for two two euros, I think it looks like. I think I think you can get kicked out of Italy for that. I think they'll revoke your citizenship. Well, especially Sicily. I mean, come on, Sicily. What are they doing? That that's you know you gotta revoke their their uh, their license to make pizza in Sicily. You have to send wow. you have to send that one to Federico. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> Cool. Anyway, <laughs> all right. Well, that's a it's a little diversion just to add a little a little something a little something uh, light to the end of this very serious podcast because we usually talk about serious issues. Oh, it's it's very very serious. Yes. Uh, <laughs> cool. So um yeah there'll be I guess there'll be a few show notes this week um for the the nine to five Mac articles and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, they'll be at ruminatepodcast.com slash fifty. Oh, we've hit fifty. Yeah, wow. we've hit woohoo. 50 that's 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 pretty awesome um yeah and if you want to if you want to get all the the september 12th coverage come over to maxstories.net and you'll see mine and the rest of the team team's articles uh going up fast and furious and we've got so much stuff going on through the end of the month it's going to be a pretty wild month at max stories so yeah i think it's going to be pretty busy for just the apple news in general i think it Uh, will be of course my, my my advice during the event is just ignore twitter because there's just too many tweets i <laughs> i don't know how people keep up with it because mine scrolls by so quickly that i just i really can't do it i mean i i keep it open and i will go to it once in a while but you know you're you leave it alone for 15 20 minutes and i'll have like 500 or yeah I, I tend to i'll save up my hot takes until it's uh quiet and down a bit because <laughs> you want to make sure everybody gets the rob lewis hot takes i, I understand <laughs> they are that's the, what people are there for yeah, they're the, it's the best hot takes and i i appreciate that for one because i don't want you to just scroll by i want to sit consider your hot takes and then mock them accordingly perfect all right cool i'll uh, i'll uh, speak to you in a couple of weeks all right talk to you later rob <laughs>